Today on the Dirt Digger Podcast, we have Anders, the growth at Margin5. Welcome, hey, thanks Anders. for having me. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Okay, so before we talk about the protocol, I wanted to talk about you a little bit. Uh, you're in business development. I'm intrigued and I want to know kind of how'd you get into the business development side? What do you love about it? And what do you hate about it? Yeah, so I would say we, we have a pretty small team. It's like six of us full time now. And then on the growth side specifically, it's just me and uh, Mike Brennan. It's just two of us for that. Um, and Max like also doing a lot of like more like founder type work, just like legal and admin and all that. So uh, there's like quite a few things that fall onto the team. It's like a bit, it's not like just doing pure BD. So I, I think I do like that, but there's like quite a few different things I get to do, like work on the marketing and content and work on product quite a bit, which I enjoy. And then on the BD side, it's interesting because you get to like, you go to like all the events, like we'll go to Breakpoint next week and get to like talk to people. It's been cool because I've gotten to know people at like every single team, at least on Solana and then quite a few teams like uh, centralized exchanges or on ETH, stuff like that. So I think I enjoy that part. And then maybe what I don't enjoy is it's like, there's like people always want to talk at these conferences and there's like not always a clear reason why you need to talk. Like this is some guy who like just started some gaming company will come up to you and like insist to get your telegram because they're like networking and like both of us know it's there's like zero chance that ever goes anywhere. So I, I think like that part can get like kind of a drag, but I don't know. There's, there's not too much to complain about. A lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah, something like that. Nice. You said small team. Uh, how, how big? Six full time. So we just made one new hire. Um, there was like five for the longest time. And we've had like the same core five since like March of 22. Uh, and that's on like the product side specifically. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be good, though. It's nice having a small, cohesive mm -hmm. group, easy for communication before things get out of hand in the ballpark. Yep, market. that was very intentional, trying to stay like as lean as possible, and I think it's worked for us so far. Okay. So both of the founders of Margin Phi are from the techie side of finance. You've got Zach from Morgan Stanley. You've got Edgar from Goldman Sachs. And then Mac was doing running a fund for a while, and Edgar was at Uber. I kind of want to know, like, how did you stumble onto their radar? How did you find them? Tell me a little bit more about how you joined. The yeah, team. so I met Edgar like right as the initial seed round was closing. So I had one of my good friends in college was he was working at a fund in the space that ended up doing the seed. So got like super lucky with that intro. I had been like following crypto a ton in college and then like he started working and then I was like all right I think like this semester I want to intern for something so like if anything pops up let me know and it, it just like walked out like first one I interviewed for or talked to it was just like perfect fit cool opportunity so just been running with it since but that was kind of like uh, in college I was like all right I think I want to like start doing this like at least intern if not full-time and then I start just kind of aligned on that but he had gone to the same college yeah. as me. And then there's like a few other people kind of in that like a circle from our university who've ended up working in the space. So 
yeah, it's uh, we we went to like University of Utah, so not like a powerhouse school by any means, but we've had like quite a few people end up working in this space from there, and there's a pretty cool community around it. Nice, sweet. I was listening to your guys's uh, the Sulfate podcast with Mac and Edgar, and then getting the story and how they met and how it was sort of how it was love yeah, at yeah. first sight, and I just I wanted to know. What's it like working for such a team with so much care and compassion? <laughs> I, I saw that clip that they said on that. That was pretty funny. Uh, we're, we have like a, we have a very, maybe specific cultures. We're, we're like all very close. Like back in that, he's like in the room over right now. Like we live together and then Edgar lives like three blocks away. And we, we spend like a ton of time together, like always traveling together or going to stuff. So I, I think that's been pretty fun. It's been good, like in the bear market to, like stay all the stuff and yeah stay together you know as much as i value remote workplaces like i myself looking for a remote job etc if you're kind of hanging out together and whether you're having a couple of drinks and you're out like the wheels are spinning and now i'm, I'm just not surprised that margin continues to ship products as fast as they do you're living and breathing it all day long this 24 7 job yeah we so we're actually like in some ways very remote um, because we don't have like any office policy or like, and only like half of our team is over here. Um, so we have like a bunch of engineers who are like abroad, uh, live in different places, but I think we're like kind of all terminally online. And so uh, like the Slack is always moving. So I think that helps us stay, stay agile. Consistent shit. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of tweeting from our team. Everyone tweets <laughs> quite a bit. Awesome. Okay, it's a good backdrop. Let's move into uh, protocol stuff. I was just checking you guys' website. It's been on my radar. Marginify is literally staring 50 mil TVL mm -hmm. in the face. And as a uh, large part of the growth, I got to give you a large pat on the back. I think you deserve a raise. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been doing well recently and Solana's definitely been going up a ton, which has helped TVL, but we want like the actual token balances and like the like the dollar value inflows and it's like consistently there's more and money more and more money entering the protocol. So it's not just like, price going up, which has been been good. You guys have been smart. I've been following you a lot, listening to the podcast and how you guys are like just sort of lockstep raising up at the right time it's, it's it's good you haven't been greedy at all so I'm, I'm happy to see the way it's going um before we get too deep into it margin fi is what i would consider like the epitome of DeFi legos but why don't you give us a tldr for margin fi if for some reason somebody doesn't know what it is in the solana yeah ecosystem. margin fi is a borrow lend protocol on solana so it's an over collateralized Borrowland, meaning you like, bring, say, Solana or GeoSol, and then you can borrow against that. Um, so not quite the full value of your assets, but you could borrow, say, 50% against it. And the benefit of that is it gives you liquidity on your swap bag, so you don't have to sell, or you can add more leverage to your portfolio. Um, there's like a number of different strategies that come with that, but. We're, uh, yeah, one of the largest Sparrowlands on Solana. We do like very compelling volume. Uh, we have like a couple of people using us for some different strats. So doing like nine figures of volume a day. And yeah, one of the fastest growing apps on Solana and then all of crypto launched back in 
February of this year, so a little over half a year ago now. And yeah, we have a, another product we're looking to ship this year, and that'll kind of be built off what we have with the Borrowland already. Sick. And then you guys have also added in the LST, yeah. liquid staking derivative. And I'll talk about more of the fee switch later, but your guys' LST is also zero fees. And that's why it's so compelling because you're at around like 8% APY. Can you tell me, is, is there a catch to it? Is it all about user acquisition or is it just literally just providing a good service? Yeah. What's the, what's the yeah, story? so with LST, what we did was, I don't know if you're familiar with Sanctum on Solana, but what Sanctum does is it is this like big pool of Solana. And basically what they'll do is you like come to them with a stake account, uh, which can be like, you're like directly staking to a validator or you have like some liquid staking token, but you bring that to them and then they give you like sole liquidity on the other side instantly. Um, because normally, like, if you want to unstake, it's like a three-day cooldown or whatever. So what was big about this is every LST on Solana is built on this SPL stake pool program, uh, with the exception of, like, Marinade and maybe a few other early ones. Uh, but what that means is, like, every LST on Solana all of a sudden has, like, really deep liquidity. Because if you can swap for Sol, then you can swap for, like, whatever else you want. Because everything else is, like, routed against that in some capacity. So that means that like one, all of the existing LSTs got a ton of liquidity, but two, it means that the barrier to entry to create an LST got like very, very low because historically like LSTs have always, well, they win on their liquidity. That's like why Lido has won on ETH is just because they have like the deepest DEX liquidity. And so then they get the most integrations built in DeFi. But on Solana, you have this kind of unique setup just because of the way they're structured where like anyone can launch one. And so kind of the thesis that emerged from that is since the barrier to entry is going to be lower and the liquidity for all them is now commoditized, like they all share that, it's you're going to have to find unique ways to differentiate your LSTs. And also it's just going to become a more commoditized offering in general. So when we were looking at that, like okay i think like one niche that would be interesting is if you made an lst that was just like all about performance uh, basically like get the apy as high as possible get the fees as low as possible and that could be like a certain like niche of lst uh, because I, I think like people definitely care about performance but there's like people want lsts for different reasons and so, yeah, what we did with that is it's like a, a very small validator set. It's just two validators. And then, yeah, no fees on the validator, no fees on the stake pool. And I think the catch with that is like, I don't think the entire network should like stake to our LST because then it would be like two validators. Like in, in the event that we had that much, yeah, demand, we, we could like change the delegation strategy. But as it stands, basically what we're making is we're, we're, trying to give like this very high performance offering to users so if someone like just cares about the yield like the real-time solana yield uh, this is like the best option for that by quite a bit and yeah it, i think it's just like in the future like more and more people are going to launch lsts because it's so simple to do it and uh, people will compete on different things but uh, we had like a kind of special skill set that allowed us to 
I squeeze more and more yield out of it. And so that's just what we're, that was kind of behind that. And then the ticker VNLST, like ever, everyone like adds something to soul. It's like be soul and soul, right? And so we're like, oh, we could do like margin soul. That's like what everyone was calling it before we launched it. We, we thought we should like kind of spice up the, the meta a little bit. I think you see like these people do this too. Like I isn't like, you know, maker USD or something or like, Ave made G at show, they didn't make like A US or something. So I think it's it's kinda good to break the yeah. naming. Go for the yeah. f- for the ghost. Oh, it's, for the- <laughs> it's smooth, it's smooth. Is it is that what it's from? I mean I've never actually officially I mean the Ave symbols. Oh actually, yeah. That's what I assume. That's yeah, maybe that is that makes more sense. I made an assu- I'm making an assumption. That here. seems safe. I'll put it up people yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the fact that there's not already an LST mm-hmm. I'm like I know we looked and we're, like someone had to attempt this one, but it was it was there, so like we, we gotta. That guy's getting a, whoever idea that was. Getting a raise. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so I'm gonna take it. No catch, just performance. You talked about that. There's two validators. Is there like is there a risk to only being attached to two? Because if one gets slashed, like, and you have so much on it, or is is the risk? fairly low yeah if uh, if there is something like malicious happening with one of them then you would have that risk just because it's concentrated but like we operate both of the validators so i I think like if you trust us enough to like use our other products and like use the lst we use i don't think we're gonna like do all that and then like be worried about the actual validators so Hmm. okay i like it nice work yeah, I guess the one thing I wanted to say as well was you guys do a fantastic job of integrating and you were saying that you use Sanctum, which I believe was unstaken mm-hmm. and then they rebranded to yep. Sanctum. But then you guys also integrated Jupiter and then, mm. and then Mayan like right into your front end. Nice work. Yeah, the, the thought behind that was when we first launched like in early 22, we were always this like composability play. So we would just like integrate with a bunch of perp dexes. We didn't like make our own perp decks. And kind of like you could use margin five for like everything you want to do just in one interface. And so in the spirit of that, we were saying like, what else could we like integrate into this experience? So a lot of people, what they'll do, uh, especially with a borrow lend is like you borrow something and then you go swap it to another asset or like you deposit, you borrow, and then you loop back into that first asset. But with all these different strategies, there's like tons of swaps involved. And so if you don't have to like open that second tab, if it's just like right there, it seems easier. And then also Jupiter, to your point, they make it like super easy to integrate. So yeah, it's like a couple lines of code and then it's right there, it's way easier. Uh, and then same thing with Mayan, uh, because we've definitely had some people like bridge over to use us. So yeah. You know what would be cool, and you guys have probably talked about it, is like, you go onto the page and let's say if you want to deploy a loop strategy, so like a template pops up and you can be like, okay, let's loop three times. So do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this. And then if you could like auto approve it all to just be like. Yeah, we, the, like, <laughs> we've been talking about that since we launched um, and we have like the, we have it built more or less. Basically the only reason we haven't launched it is because you need flash loans when you unwind the loop. 
and we also built flash loans, but they're they're just being audited right now. So it's like kind of the tiniest little roadblock, but yeah, we we definitely think that we should have like that mechanism on our page. Yeah, it, it's coming. It'll be. You could have a, you could have a, you could have a super fun like UI as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like a big slide, like a pretty yeah. fun experience. Yeah, like sliders, like how degenerate do I feel like being today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. A little bit more walk down the technological road, but from a high level, I want to talk a little bit about your guys is um, your liquidation risk engine. I know you had a good talk with JMO about it on his podcast, and it seems like Solana is the perfect ecosystem for you guys to have this. So there's uh, like liquidators running constantly. We have like some in-house ones and then there's a, a number of like community, uh, community run ones. And basically like it's, it's competitive for those cause there's that premium on it. So whoever wins it is like incentivized to do so. But all of the, the caps are based on like what those liquidators are capable of doing and less about like their personal throughput, but more about like how much market liquidity can they sell into if they need to. And so, yeah, the liquidators are like constantly looking at like every account on the protocol. And if it's like, if the liabilities exceed the assets, then it's open for like a partial liquidation to get it back to that like healthy range. And yeah, in like more high volatility periods, we'll like monitor them to like make sure everything's working okay. And there's not like any accounts that stick out. So like uh, when Solana went up a bunch, these last last couple of days, like a lot of people were borrowing soul, which effectively makes you like short soul, depending on what you're uh, using it with. And so there's like a ton of liquidations on the way up with that, and everything everything went great, everything went smooth. Sick. I think part of the reason I ask is I was talking with Cindy from Drift Protocol the other day, and she was ten. We were talking about their new circuit trading. <clears throat> then it's sort of like a market makers vault Mm -hmm. and so they're kind of trialing it with a low amount of market makers and it's sort of a way for retail to be like on the other side of the market making you can kind of like it would be like a marketplace for market makers and i wonder like does it already exist or could there be something similar with like liquidators could there be like liquidation vaults and you could see past performance of liquidators and be able to get exposure to that side yeah so we've definitely thought about that where you could like pool your money with others and then that those funds are used to like execute the liquidations. I try to remember if there's a blocker. I think it's we've been exploring that for a long time now. I think it's just we've been slammed with other stuff. But there it's definitely there's like no reason you couldn't you couldn't do that, right? Like you could just have people LP uh, and then there's like shared liquidations. So I think I think it'd be really cool. I think it would like give more access to other investors that might not be able to like run one of these themselves or like compete on it. So yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll get to it at some point, but uh, so far, yeah, just haven't, haven't enabled that yet. Fair enough. Good answer. <laughs> Seems like you guys are thinking about a lot. Okay. Speculation, whether you can or cannot talk about it. I want to know a little bit more about a future margin fi token, if I may. Doesn't have to be anything super specific. If you can even talk about it, utility, just sort of like any, anything. Yeah, we we're planning 
a couple tokens. So I think the one you're interested in is like a margin five specific token. And yeah, as you were guessing, there's two. You yeah, know. yeah. Can't can't say too much about the first one, but definitely like been thinking about it. And then the other one is the stablecoin, and so we're like actively mm -hmm. developing stablecoin right now. Um, and what that'll be is a yield bearing stable that's like powered by Solana staking emissions. So uh, people uh, like one of the things that's really popular right now are these like bill powered stable coins where they like get the yield off chain yeah. and then it gets streamed on chain. But kind of with all these yield bearing stables, you just need like somewhere you can get like steady yield and then you can distribute it however you need to. And so kind of like the new interesting option for that is with staking rewards. So um, you see like Libra on ETH do this, or Athena is doing something similar where it's like staking yield, but then also like funding rates because they use centralized exchanges for the peg. But no one's done on Solana. And I think it'll be really interesting on Solana because you have basically double the staking rewards that you have on ETH. It's like 8% versus 4%. Which, when you're over collateralized, that means like it's going to be like twice as high of yield. So that's what we're working on right now. I think that'll be, I think it's going to be really interesting. It's uh, it's like not trivial to build. So I'm working through some stuff right now, but I think I'm that's probably like the most the thing I'm most excited for that we've like ever shipped in the two years I've been here. So more on that soon. We'll like go crazy with the PR and marketing and everything when we do launch that. But I'm like very very excited for that product. God, I might be most excited about what you're going to name the ticker. I know that's the big question. We you almost need. I feel like there needs to be like a community competition. That's that's a good be, idea. It'll be it. It'll be as hard as it was trying to get access to the backpack wallet. Did you ever try to get access to the backpack yeah, wallet yeah, before it was launched? Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the blue ball in Discord, yeah. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, there was one that was like, it was like a, a telescope on a porch looking out into the ocean. It's just like, no, I'm never going to. I actually I should probably ask Armani what the answer even was. Oh, the guessing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that. The prompt guessing. Slow, slow tilt, <laughs> slow tilt. Okay. One thing that I, I was confused about because I tried to use it and then I went into the Discord and was like, oh, it's because it's not for me. Is your guys' is Omni AI? Mm -hmm. What is the what's the goal? So the the thought with that was we were building this looping product, like we were talking about earlier. So we had this idea for like it's called Super Staking Soul, and then the like, Drift team took that one like over the finish line. But what we were doing is we were like building that, and we we're like working on the interface, and then we we're like, oh, this is like really simple. Like, what if we just made the simplest interface possible for it? And we're like, oh, that would be like a, a text interface. And then, like, so the thought was like, what if you could just like type in like, oh, I want to like lend this much soul or something. So like started with that and it'll do that today. So if you're like connected to your wallet and you type in like, yeah, like lend a hundred soul and then you type in like borrow 3000 USDC or something like it'll, you'll, you'll see phantom pop up and it'll like ask you for it yeah um, so like started with that it was just like text-based commands to use the app and then we're like oh well now there's like all this llm tech has gotten a lot better recently um so what if we just like gave it a ton of context on like the ecosystem and then people could use it with that 
Uh, so it has docs from like 40 or 50 protocols on there. Um, and you can like ask it questions about different ones. But there's definitely like some tuning that needs to be done on it. And it just hasn't been like top priority for us. So there's a, there's like a pretty clear roadmap for what we'd like to do with it uh, when we have time to focus on it. But right now, just like working on stablecoin and a few other things. Yeah, I clearly didn't put a lot of time into it because I was not using it correctly. But I just like saw it and was like, whoa, what is this? And then we weren't having a fluid conversation, but I did not know you could use it for trading or sorry, for, for lending and borrowing. So that's all right, all right. Something I think for a future discussion once it's up and running. Okay, next question. You guys were an prime brokerage before, which is, as I understand, you didn't really have a front end, but you allowed advanced traders to be able to plug in and have access to feeds and liquidities and margin across the ecosystem. And you guys sort of alluded that maybe you'd like to come back to that. Is that something that you can offer like in an integrated front end fashion? Talk to me like about what that kind of looks yeah, like. Yeah, so we'll definitely bring that product back. The The borrow lend right now has almost been like our, I don't wanna say side project, but it's kind of been like our bear market project because what happened was like we built the, the prime offering and we had like these different Dex integrations, uh, and then like one by one for like a ton of different reasons. Most of them had some sort of issue in 22, just with like all the volatility that was happening. And so we got to the end of the year, and like every exchange we had integrated, we're like, oh, this like is paused, or like they're building, you know, V2, V3, or whatever. It's like, well, we can't really like cross margin. <laughs> There's no exchanges to cross margin. Uh, so then we were like, okay, I mean, like fundamentally, we're just a borrow lend protocol. And we thought that like, like vanilla over collateralized borrowing is like very, very important to a healthy ecosystem. And we thought it could be done better on Solana. So that's how we started doing like margin lend. But we've always wanted to like come back to this prime offering. But yeah, so in its original form, it was like just all programmatic access. And it was like the first protocol to ever cross margin to perpdexes and crypto. I think still the only one who's done that. And we had like a bunch of SDKs for it, but uh, we wanted to make a front end for it. And we, we have like some designs for that, but we ended up like working on that vault product. I don't know if you remember that. That was kind of like the first true front end for it. And uh, I think when we bring it back, we'll have like a full interface, kind of like a in silico terminal type of thing where you have like your different exchanges. Yeah, and then you can just like, if you trade, you could just like pull up like the drift perp and then you could pull up the mango perp and then you could like see all of them together. If you wanted, if you just like knew you wanted to be say 20 X long Solana, you could like execute the best like way to layer that across exchanges based on like the book and funding and stuff, almost like a perp aggregator. So yeah, I think we'll definitely build like a front end for it this time around. But right now it's like drift's been killing it, drift's doing good. Mango's like starting to get steam. Data's also starting to get steam. Uh, we'll see what Cypher ends up doing after their IDO, um, like what they want to focus on. So like we can't do it with just Drift is the thing. So just waiting to see like another venue <laughs> pop up because you need, you need multiple for it to work. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
When you guys initially were doing the prime brokerage, were you charging fees then? Yeah, we... Like, were you earning any spread? We've always that? been... So the model's always been, yeah, like, the spread on the lend borrow rates. And we've just always had it zeroed out for the time being because we think, like, capturing growth right now is just a way higher priority than anything else. So I think we'll... Right. We've talked about it a bit briefly, but I think it's still... It, it just doesn't feel like there's like a clear reason to do it when there's like so much more growth to be had. So waiting on that for now, but I think there's like a pretty clear business model if we wanted to uh, start monetizing. So the, the financial runway is no problem. You guys got, you can wait long enough that it's not an issue. And you're not going to force turning. If yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're doing, we, we don't need to turn the fee switch on. So. I'll say that. Okay. That says everything. I kind of made a mantra here in the Solana ecosystem that we need to be trading Solana ecosystem tokens. Mm. And I kind of find a way to talk to each founder team member about it a bit. And it always kind of comes back to like, you know, there's not enough liquidity. The tokens are from previous Solana 1.0 and they lack utility. They lack any spice. And I wanted to commend you guys because you're out there and you're listing shit like Orca, Step. Now, I don't mean shit as in a bad way. I mean, like, you're putting it up there. So you're clearly thinking similar to me. You're supporting the, the Solana ecosystem as a whole. Yep. Yeah, we think there, there needs to be, like, more to do on Solana than just, like, stake soul and lend soul. And so any opportunity we have with our existing products to, like, support other tokens been trying to do a lot so i think it was two weeks ago we listed like five tokens in five days we just like knocked out a bunch of listings so we have like i think 20 tokens now 19 tokens now on the site and yeah if a community like comes to us and they have like you know non-zero liquidity we can like make a pool for them pretty easily so yeah definitely looking to support the ecosystem with that that's awesome that's awesome Okay. Uh, what I like to do at the end of the podcast is I like to ask my guests, what is the one thing or two things they like to do to stay sane during the last bear market, be it a hobby, being at the going outside mantra. What's Anders thing to survive New York city. Yeah. I like to go to the gym. I'll go work out. And then I got into chess about a year ago. I'm playing a lot of chess. I like that. Yeah. So that's been fun. Mm -hmm can do that like anywhere do that on flights or stuff like that so yeah those are the main two it's like gym and chess future chess master <laughs> maybe yeah <laughs> gotta, i gotta keep grinding <laughs> a buddy of mine in the poker scene is big into into chess so if you want to go up against a serious competitor <laughs> i'll slide i'll slide the info <laughs> <your way. laughs> all right buddy thanks for coming on the podcast yeah cool. thanks for having me it was fun and if anyone wants to learn more, just at MarginFi on Twitter. Awesome. And I guess I'll, uh, I'll see you at break. Mark. Yep. Yeah. Leaving tomorrow and uh, yeah, be there all week. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.